HealthWise. This is Thomas. And this is Sarah. And we'd like to welcome all of you to episode six of the HealthWise Report. Yep. Uh, Sarah, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to get started this time speaking about the new healthcare legislation that's going through. Also, we'll be going through in the full. The most prominent bill is HR six seven six. That's HR six seven six, right? Yep. That's okay, right. Just make sure they got it. Uh huh. Now, there's a, a bunch of problems with this bill, as I'm sure you'll know, but one of the biggest ones is that we don't really know what's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like cap and trade. We're not really supposed to know, are we, what's what's in it? No. Before you even go on, let's tell them what they tried to pull that time, before we even get back to 676. All right. Let's just, you want me to take it? Okay. Sure. What they tried to pull with the cap and trade bill is um, a real sneaky. It's similar to also what they tried to pull with the, what, what they didn't, in fact, pull with the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. What they did was they uh, had a vote. The interesting thing about the vote is, is the members of the House weren't actually given a copy of the bill they were voting on. They were just simply told to vote. Mm-hmm. Some of the representatives got upset about it and demanded a copy, and they were told that if they wanted to read the bill, they could leave the chambers, go back to their homes or offices, and try to look it up on the Internet like, like you or I would have to try to do. Of course, if they did that, they wouldn't get the opportunity to actually vote on it because the vote was happening then. And in fact, the night before, they appended 300 pages to it at 3 a.m. in the morning just to make sure nobody saw what was in this bill. So that's what they pulled on cap and trade, similar to what they did on the Patriot Act, and we're seeing it again in this new so-called health reform bill, this H.R. 676 bill. Well, I mean, it's over 1,000 pages long. I and mean, when you get a bill of that size, you can't expect some of these people to actually be able to read it, comprehend mm. it, and... Yeah. Here, take this, come back in an hour and vote, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. We found out something interesting about this bill, too. Yes, um, we did. It's not really about reforming health care. Um, at least most of it's not. Mm-hmm. It's about funneling money around. Most, More specifically, it's about funneling money away from us, the so American people. Mm-hmm. What it does is it funnels tax money forcefully. You see, you're going to have an insurance plan whether you like it or not. If you're not paying into the corporations that are partnering with government, then you're going to be taxed directly. 
so that you're on the quote government plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're, you're the the money's going to be either funded through funneled through these private companies, which in turn gets back to the government in taxes and so forth, or you're going to directly pay the government a tax. Now that's if you're an American citizen. Okay, now here's the gotcha: if you're not an American citizen, in particular, if you're here as an illegal alien, like the mass flood of Mexicans that we have now, you're the ones that get the free health care. Not, not the American citizens. Mm-hmm. This, it's like welfare on steroids. And what it is, I consider it no less than treason. It's designed to open the floodgates, to give free health care to people who are here illegally without providing it to American citizens. Yeah, they break American laws by entering illegally and we actually provide them an incentive to come over here. Another one. A, a big incentive, free health care that everybody has to pay for, including the poor now. And if the poor don't pay up... If they don't come up with the cash every year, every month, however often it is, get this. These poor people who can't afford to pay it, these true American citizens, they're fined for not being able to afford it. How are they going to pay the fines when they can't afford it in the first place? It's sick. It's so patently wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's treason. It's, it's designed to further financially destroy the United States and open the floodgates to eliminate what's left of American sovereignty. It's going to be gone. Yeah, completely. And there's another class of people involved here, and this might apply to you people listening in, because a lot of our listeners are health experts. They're health gurus. That, that's why you're listening. You, you care about your health, mm-hmm. and you, you look for alternative options. Well, many of you may be in the same case that we're in, we don't need health care insurance. We don't want it. We don't want to be a part of that, that system. system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All we need is catastrophic insurance. Not regular health insurance, but catastrophic insurance to pay for catastrophic injuries. Like if we fall off a building. Get into a car wreck. A, a serious car wreck. We spill gas on ourselves and set ourselves on fire somehow. You know, something major that's going to require immediate intervention in a hospital emergency room by a trained staff. Yeah, we need insurance for that. We don't need it for diabetes. We don't need it for, for heart disease or cancer. or cancer or mononucleosis or ear infections or diseases of the eyes. We know how to fix that stuff. We know how to prevent it. So we don't have to fix it. And our ways are a lot cheaper, a lot easier. We don't want to be a part of that system. It's it's completely galling to me that the government would have the audacity to say that I've got to fund these private insurance companies or I've got to fund the government directly, their their own, their new insurance companies they're going to set up. And then they're part of this big partnership, this cartel that's being planned, especially knowing that I'm not going to get any benefit from it and that the benefit is going to go to people who are here illegally, breaking our own laws. Yeah, well, it, it's just wrong to force anybody to be a part of a system which is as broken as this one is. It's not going to make health care any better in this no, country. No, that's not reforming anything. That's just throwing more money at it. Mm-hmm. Money that we don't have. Money that we don't have and money that, I'll frankly say, they don't deserve. Yeah. They, they really don't. What they do to people, it's, it's a system of, of disease. It is a disease industry. Mm-hmm. They don't cure anybody anymore. No. They, they don't try. They're technically not even allowed to. When was the last time you heard of somebody being cured? Sarah, can you remember? When was the last time you heard of someone dying of old age? As opposed to some side effect or, or bizarre or 
Yeah, yeah which is actually the chemotherapy usually. Yeah, caused by the radiation or mm-hmm. the chemo itself, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't hear it anymore. This person reached, you know, 102 and, and just died peacefully. And when peacefully you do, in their sleep. That doesn't happen. No, and when you do hear about that case, it's usually abroad in somewhere. And that person, every time, and I challenge you to find a case where this hasn't happened, uh-huh. always talk about how that person has never had a pill. They yeah, don't never ever, been to the doctor. Yeah. They ask for these tips on how to survive the longest. And it's, it's don't go to the doctor. Uh-huh. It's, don't, it's always it. Mm-hmm. The most recent one said, uh, all I did was just relied on, quote, Granny's Remedies. Granny's Remedies, got up every morning with a gigantic bowl of bacon and eggs, mm-hmm. with butter on top, Yep. went out and walked or ran or whatever, Yeah. never saw a doctor, lived to, you know, 110, 115, whatever. Yeah. I mean... It's incredible, isn't it? It's a pattern that the media chooses not to see. Oh, no, no, they don't report that. You won't see that on 2020. No. Okay, folks, we're going to switch topics and switch gears here, and I'm going to allow Sarah to lead off on another topic. Sarah, when you're ready. Yeah. Me and Thomas were talking the other day about health issues, and he brought up acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it took me a f- at least 30 seconds to really realize what he was talking about, because it was something I'd never heard of before. You see, for AIDS... I'd always heard autoimmune immunodeficiency syndrome. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being acquired. acquired. Yeah. Yeah. And when I ended up looking this up, because I was certain that he was wrong. Yeah, history was rewritten. Yeah, history had been rewritten to remove the term acquired. That's not politically correct, Sarah. It's not. And it's really symbolic on how medicine is shaped by politics, not science. Mm-hmm. Money and in politics. Yeah, which is why we've come to use the term FDA science. It's a special brand. It really is. It's altered by money and by politics. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me back of when we were writing the magazine. Naturally good magazine. Yeah, you, you can look it up online. In issue one, we wrote about AIDS mainly because of some drug experiments, AIDS drug experiments, that were being used on children. And we were shocked at the fact that a couple of people were taken aback by the article. Yes. It seemed to be pretty straightforward, obvious stuff to us. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't, and it upset some people, but we're going to read it to you anyway. Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. This was actually written by a Nobel Prize winner for his work on AIDS. It was Dr. J. Michael Bessler, mm-hmm. M.D., People like to find a cause for events, preferably a singular cause, and preferably with a little bit of strange and exotic. HIV fits this perfectly. I just began to doubt the HIV hypothesis about 15 years ago in the infancy of the AIDS hysteria, and then I encountered the work of Peter Duesberg, Professor of Molecular and Cellular Biology at the University of California at Berkeley. My doubts coalesced into a conviction. AIDS is not the result of HIV infection. So here goes. And no one is going to like this, but when Duisberg and I share the Nobel Prize in medicine, remember, I told you so. (laughs) AIDS results from unhealthy circumstances over a prolonged period of time. Poor hygiene, poor physical habits, poor diet, chronic use of drugs, or a weird lifestyle combining all these factors as is found in the active homosexual life. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's like uh, living a life of... I'm sorry to butt in, but it's like living a life with an immunosuppressant, except it's non-pharmaceutical. Yes. What are you saying? Go ahead, Sarah. I'm sorry. 
We have known for many years the active homosexual has a shortened lifespan. Blood samples taken from these men while living or at autopsy reveal large volumes of HIV. But HIV did not cause AIDS, which is the name we have given to this pattern of disease and death. But in the 1980s and 1990s, when investigators found the HIV, they proudly proclaimed the discovery of the cause of AIDS. It was HIV. Eureka! They were terribly wrong. The cause of AIDS was and is physical debilitation brought on by chosen lifestyle, or more commonly, as in Africa, brought on by malnutrition and neglect. HIV is a spectator virus, an opportunistic virus taking advantage of an already weakened immune system. It lives in many of us who are doing just fine. But health investigators under the spur of public concern falsely identified HIV as a killer virus and they began the chemical assault on this innocent bug. Most of the drugs used in their initial assaults were murderous drugs were used in the early 60s to treat some cancers. We had stopped using them because they were killing more patients than the cancers were, but we reactivated these killer drugs to attack HIV, and the death rate from AIDS shot skywards. But it wasn't the virus that was killing, but rather these enormously lethal drugs we were pouring into these already severely weakened patients. Now in desperation, health officials employed even more lethal drugs, and the death rate climbed again. Who would have thought? Sorry. Go ahead. Panic. It's an epidemic. Do we remember those hysterical claims that soon almost all of us would be stripped by AIDS? However, it was an epidemic caused not by HIV, but by deadly poisons posing as medicines. With a little more time, researchers developed drugs not quite so toxic, and the death rate from AIDS leveled off, and began to even drop. These facts are ignored, or hotly denied, because an entire industry and medical specialty has grown up directed to the treatment of AIDS, supposedly caused by HIV. HIV was just a poor, benign virus just trying to make a living when suddenly all hell broke loose. Crazy-eyed medical investigators and the happily collaborating drug companies are making a handsome living in pursuit and annihilation of HIV. But HIV is tough, and it will be around long after this huge industry has gone the way of the Stanley Steamer. Just to remind people, that was Dr. Bessler who mm-hmm. won the Nobel Prize for that. Now, this, what Sarah just read to us, was in an article about cancer. It was like a little subsection. And you may wonder, why did we include this AIDS stuff with inside a cancer story? Well, the reason is, we're making a point that the AIDS industry is as much a fraud as the cancer industry is. Because you're much more likely to have a very low quality of life, to suffer horribly, and to die from the treatments Mm -hmm. than you are from the diseases. The diseases themselves really, in most cases, aren't that horrible and can be eliminated through other means. But they're very hard to eliminate when the drugs are introduced and that person is just taken down and debilitated by them. Mm -hmm. It's really sad what happens when a person loses their dignity and they think it's because of the cancer so they keep on treating it and it's not the cancer that's doing that to them. Here's what's rich. Just like in the case of cancer, too, you know that a person experiencing this disease is a person who has a crippled immune system. Yeah. So what do they do? They start injecting them full of poisons that are known to suppress the immune system even more. Yeah. Now, now, what can the agenda be here other than to boost business? It, it's really incredible. What I found shocking is that with AIDS patients, they often make sure that they get all their vaccines. Oh, yes. Got to protect them, Sarah. But even if you believe 
the, the story of how vaccines work, which is to get the immune system used to a certain virus mm-hmm. so they can fight it back. It ignores the fact that AIDS patients basically don't have an immune system. It's so weak. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is poisoning them, which is why the death rate, again, is just so mm-hmm. high. Yeah, you mean you've got a toxicity problem. What do you do? You pump them up with thimerosal, which with mercury and, and MSG, MSG. And, and all kinds of stuff. And not, not orally, of course. No, no straight into the bloodstream. Uh-huh. It, it is absolutely incredible. And this is, as, as we just said, a very unpopular topic. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's unpopular for the same reason that the name was changed. Because of the whole part of it's acquired. It, it's not a disease that happens randomly. You have to, well, you have to be living the lifestyle to catch AIDS. And when I say living the lifestyle, I don't mean being gay or homosexual. Of course, that doesn't help. What I mean is living a lifestyle that chronically destroys your immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, malnutrition, poor sleep patterns. Drug use. Drug use. Didn't I say that? No. No, drug use, um, so forth. Having multiple sexual partners. And again, that doesn't mean necessarily mean you're you're gay, but being gay does mean your sex is less likely to be hygienic just by uh-huh. the way it's normally done. And homosexuals are likely to have many, many partners. Mm-hmm. Whereas the heterosexual population is less likely to have them. But the whole acquired thing, that's what makes it un- unpopular. Because, because it faces some responsibility. There, there is a, 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 a large gay population out there that believes that it should be above our laws, our rules. You know, because it's, it's, it's not, you know, the whole gay right thing. It's like gay privilege. Yeah. They don't believe that the science should apply to them, that they're above that too. Mm-hmm. That anything that makes them look bad is somehow gay bashing. Yeah. And what we're talking about is science here. Some of you, if you've been politically corrected enough, been exposed to enough politically correct sources, you know, you may be surprised that we've got the gall to say what we're saying. But the fact of the matter is, is does the gay lifestyle lead to AIDS? Is AIDS, quote, acquired, as it was originally named? And the answer is yes. And it, Yeah, the answer is yes, and, and you can verify this by looking up the statistics. We're just calling it like it is. Yeah, and that's what we always do. We always do. We'll take all the flack. You know, we're not afraid. Mm-hmm. We'll call it like it is. And we're not doing you a disservice if we're just politically correct and we lie to you. Yeah. If we tell you what we think you might want to hear, or we, we tell you what, you know, what might make us look good, we're not doing you a service. We're hurting you, like everybody else out there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anybody else that's doing what we're doing, no. frankly. Uh, but we, we got blown out of the sky for doing this. Just this... What Sarah read was less than a page out of a story which was like 20 pages long. Yeah. And this is what everybody locked on to. And um, we got our wings clipped. We got blown away out of Earth Fair. Yeah. Our own retailer cut us for this because they said it was, it was, what was it she said? I'm not sure exactly. I know that we were too Christian. She was, yeah, we were too Christian. I didn't know you could be too Christian nowadays. No. Well, I mean, she didn't say we were fanatical. She didn't say we were overzealous, that we were fringe Christians. No, just too Christian. Yeah. It's, that's like saying you're too good, isn't it? I think so. I mean, <laughs> that's actually the way I take it. Yeah. But Me too. I, I I digress. This is the same store that that thinks we're too Christian doesn't doesn't want a religious influence in their store. I don't see anything Christian about this article. Do you people? Did you hear anything Christian there? 
I mean, other than the fact we were telling the truth. Yeah. Is there anything Christian about it? But the same store who who doesn't want religious content in the store also has the witch's almanac. The witch's almanac of all things. Uh-huh. You know, that, what, what's next? The satanic verse? Uh, I mean, it's basically is, yeah. It's... It's incredible how one-sided they can be in the name of being tolerant. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it's incredible. It, probably a lot of it has to do with the pagan infiltration of the health movement, how they've tried to hijack alternative health. Yeah, and I think we wrote about that recently yeah. on the blog. I mean, because of that, people think that we're into all this freaky stuff. Uh, well, not, not everybody, but some people assume we're into this freaky stuff. They probably figure we have dream catchers and spirit sweepers, and, and of course we're environmentalists. As I'm I was sure. going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. we're I'm, also supporters of global warming. Yeah, all this crap. People probably just assume that. Mm-hmm. Because and it's sad that it's been taken over and hijacked yeah, so yeah. much by these groups. And what we, we preach, <laughs> I said preach, <laughs> isn't that appropriate, what we preach, um, what we try to teach people about is that they can help themselves because God's medicine is more powerful mm-hmm. than the pharmaceuticals. The pharmaceuticals are essentially like sorcery. I mean, that, that's where the word pharma, pharma came from. Yeah. The Greek from, word for, for sorcery. Which is pharmakia. Uh-huh. Pharmakia was the ancient Greek word for witchcraft and sorcery. So we have certain religious feelings. We don't push them on you. That's not our job. We're just trying to help. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do something that nobody else is doing to provide a really well, I guess you could say a good service. And um, if some of you see the light along the way, we're happy with that. Uh-huh. What happened with the AIDS article was interesting. And folks, you can go look this stuff up yourself. It's no longer an acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Yeah. The name has been altered. And that was done secretly, silently, just under the radar. The the texts were politically corrected. Yeah, been changed to autoimmune from the... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. As a way to shield the gay population. Admittedly, there were people that used AIDS to slam the gay population. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean we need to resort to FDA silence. Science. <laughs> you know, changing the numbers, changing the rules, changing the definitions of things. Because that's for, just not science. For political reasons. No, that's that's not right. Um, it's not truthful. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on, Sarah. One of our favorite foods is bean burritos. I must say, we do a good job with them. We know how to spice them up just right. Let's just say we put Taco Bell to shame. A real shame. Well, whenever we have our bean burritos, a key component of that is refried beans. And we usually buy those in the can. We don't actually make those ourselves because we found, you know, a a company that was selling refried beans that's pretty much all-natural and I don't mean the FDA definition of all natural. I mean, really. These really were all natural. And we've been using this stuff for years. Well, this particular company did really well. And I think it did really well due to the fact that it did sell the all natural beans. And they tasted just as good as the others with the crap in them. In fact, I think they probably tasted better because of that. Mm-hmm. So they've developed an enormous following over the years. And now they are the premier brand. Mm-hmm. Well... We went shopping for them again, and lo and behold, now that they are the big company, the ingredients have changed. Yep. Now they're adding yeast extract to it, mm-hmm. which, in case you guys don't know, is a common word meaning MSG. It's a word that it hides behind, free glutamic acid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to be deceptive, intentionally. Mm-hmm. And we have found that this is a pattern. If you go find a product that 
in the grocery store you like and that looks good and healthy. Don't just continue to buy that every week assuming it's going to be good. You need to look at the ingredients every time you go because these companies are sneaky. And we've noticed a pattern that after a company reaches a certain size, that's when they go chemical. Yeah. It's really sad. Uh, It does take extra time to look at the the labels each time, but it really is worth it in the long term. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've ever... If you've ever experienced an MSG-induced migraine or an MSG-induced heart attack, mm-hmm. you know there's good reason to look. Yeah. You, you ought to know people. Wake up if you haven't. Yeah. And it's not just that either. When they start putting chemicals in, you've got the risk of chronic disease just starts going up. I mean... No, majorly. Everything you can think of. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, this stuff, when it occurs in nature, is not a bad thing naturally mm-hmm. msg occurs with its own antidote in nature mm-hmm. but when it's quote yeast extract or quote dextrose or any of the other titles that's used to hide it under it, it <laughs> it's not good and it doesn't have its antidote yeah it's it's worse than the natural version without its antidote in fact and and people just don't realize it as far as that bean stuff goes we're not supposed to stop and read and we're we're most certainly not st- supposed to stop and really Think about it. Well, let's do that. Let's stop and think about that for a minute, okay? We've got refried beans, crushed up beans. Why do beans need yeast? Why would yeah. they need yeast, Sarah? It's crazy. Okay, even if it weren't MSG, even even if it were a form of yeast, which it probably isn't, it's part of the word games they play. Yeah. But let's just say it really is yeast. That means they're putting mold yeah. in the beans. Mm-hmm. They're putting mold in the beans. And then that means they have to put another chemical toxin in to kill the mold from, you know, to prevent it from reproducing inside the beans. Yeah, in case you guys haven't made the connection, yeast is a mold of fungus. Yeah, um, yeast is not good for you. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's mold-based, and it will trigger candida and a whole host of other problems, like mm-hmm. allergies and so forth. And that's if it really were yeast. Um, we suspect it's MSG. Yeah. So it's so commonly hidden under the name yeast extract. And we wrote an article about that. You uh, folks, if you haven't seen it, we strongly recommend it. Because this article not only can save you from a migraine, it might save your life. Because one of the main reasons people have heart attacks, particularly young people, you know, these athletes that die these mysterious heart attacks while they're playing sports, you know, who are, you know, they're Olympic style athletes and they drop dead. You know, they have no heart problems whatsoever. Well, it's it's a combination of magnesium deficiency mm-hmm. and MSG, yeah, which are common in the teenage diets, of course. Mm-hmm. It's common in everybody's diets, but it's particularly bad for the teenagers who are into fast food and processed foods. Yeah. And we have an article that could save yours or someone else's life, you know. And we'll just go ahead, and instead of just teasing you about it, there's, a, there's an amino acid called taurine. Yep. Remember this, folks. If you've got a pen and paper, write it down. Taurine, T-A-U-R-I-N-E. Is it got an E on the end? Yes, it does. Okay. Taurine, T-A-U-R-I-N-E, it can save your life. It is the neutralizer of of MSG. Yeah, and MSG will will neutralize or counteract the taurine that's already in your system, which is vital. Whichever you have more of will win, basically. So you need more taurine in your body to neutralize the MSG. And taurine is a naturally occurring amino acid that's necessary for a, a stable heartbeat. It, yes. it, it regulates 
your pulse rate. So what happens is, is when you're deficient in magnesium, which is also necessary for pulse rate regulation, uh-huh. when you're deficient in magnesium and you've got an excess of MSG in you, which neutralizes your taurine in your body, your heart rate goes out of sync. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what the medical term is for it. No, but, but you've got a deadly combination. Yeah, your, your rhythm is all over the place. We'll just put it in normal English for you. Mm-hmm. Your rhythm is all over the place, and it can kill you dead fast. And the thing is, if if your problem is MSG and magnesium deficiency, you go to the hospital, they will never figure this out. No. They'll never say, well, did he, had, did he have any Kentucky Fried Chicken today? <laughs> they, they won't ask that. Yeah. Um, and, and the person will just sit there and die. The, the medicine will be in most cases, is highly ineffective because they're not treating the causes. Yeah. They don't know what the cause is at the hospital. But it's important to know, if you, do, if you did go in there, for instance, and if say... If you make it, if you even make it to the hospital. If you went into the hospital and you said, I'm having I'm MSG sensitive, like, like somebody's not, and I'm having this reaction, then they would give you taurine. Yeah, this is actually standard procedure. Uh-huh. They, the establishment knows about taurine. They'd probably have to look it up. <laughs> what do you want to bet? They'd, be, they'd spend a few minutes on the computer and their, their books flipping around. Uh-huh. But they they would eventually figure it out. Hopefully you'd still be alive by the time they figured it out. Uh-huh. But this is something you can get yourself. You don't have to go to the hospital for it. No, it's in every health food store. It's easy. It's cheap. It's... Yeah. And, it, and it's flavorless, too. So you can open up one of these capsules, and if you need to, you can just put some of the powder inside it, inside your mouth, yeah. but it goes straight into the bloodstream. Yeah, that's so an can- excellent idea. If you're having a heart attack, there's a there's a good chance you're not going to be able to swallow a pill or anything. You may even be throwing up, you know, here mm-hmm. and there. And what you can do is you can open a capsule, put, like Sarah said, put, put the powder in your mouth, and it will absorb through your cheek, much the same way that smokeless tobacco does. You, The cheek is excellent. For absorption. Yeah, but we don't recommend for going calling an ambulance if you're having a heart attack. Yeah, if you think your um, your life is in danger, you're having a, a serious heart attack, call someone, and, and hopefully, if you've got your taurine, it'll be all over with by the time they get there. Yeah. We've seen the results ourselves. We're not going to mention the person's name on air. Yeah. Of course, but we were we actually stumbled into a situation. Just by coincidence, uh-huh. um, right after doing this article where someone was in this exact situation, they were having we a heart practice. attack, and <laughs> the person actually didn't call anybody. They just took the taurine, and within a minute, everything was over with. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, it's always good to call an ambulance, like Sarah said, just in case, because you don't know why you're having a heart attack or why someone else is having a heart attack if it is the MSG. Yeah. There's no way to prove that. Um, but but if it is the MSG, the, the taurine will make a huge, huge difference. And even if it isn't the MSG, because regulating... Yeah, it's pulse. still... Your body will still use that taurine to help regulate your pulse rate. Yeah, so it's always a good idea either way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good reason to have a magpack handy, too. Uh-huh. Of course, that may be hard to swallow. What we mean by magpack is uh, you can go to a health food store and you can buy these combination powders of magnesium and calcium. The, the two work together. Yeah, and they have some B in there, too, which is helpful. Yeah, B. And you mix it in water. You, you make your own magpack drink. It's good for migraines, heart trouble. Migraines and heart tend to be sort of related. Yes. Um, it's just, They're caused by many of the same things. And believe it or not, it's not in the head or the chest. More often than not, it's in the gastrointestinal tract where the real problem is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as you're digesting your MSG, that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Anyway, but... Uh, and the heart thing, it just... Well, although it's really important, you're also ignoring the fact that or the effects that the MSG has on the brain, which I'm sure that many of you have read about as common as it is now. It, it dumb you down, Sarah. 
it, it make you real smart. Yeah. You see, MSG isn't a temporary thing like the other excitotoxins, like the artificial sweeteners, like in particular aspartame's the worst. Uh, the artificial sweeteners and MSG and the other poisonous synthetic excitotoxins, they don't just hurt you then. They don't just give you a headache. No. Let, let's assume you're lucky and you don't get brain cancer from drinking this stuff over a period of years. Mm-hmm. If, if you're one of the lucky ones, you're just dumbed down. This stuff actually attacks the brain neurons. It's actually chemically designed to dumb you down. And the fact that it happens in, in all these cases with all these new excited toxins that are being pushed at all the retailers leads me to think that it's not coincidental. There is a plan, a conspiracy, to dumb the American population down. And Russell Blaylock talked about that. Right? Yes, he did. That reminds me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cue in a clip from him. He, right. he uh, pioneered some of this research, and it's been verified time and time again. And if you don't believe us, that, that's fine. We, we don't ask you to believe us. We ask you to listen to what we're saying and go look it up yourselves. Mm-hmm. Do the research. Be independent. Look after your own health. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be a patient, be an informed patient. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be a consumer, be an informed consumer. Don't let them poison you. Yeah. You know, you know be one of the smarter, the wiser people. Because things are falling apart and we're going to need you people. Yeah. We're going to need you to be smarter and wiser. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna cue in uh, Dr. Blaylock for people. All right. Uh, Dr. John Olney was a neuroscientist who was actually the discoverer of the process of excitotoxicity that occurs in the brain. And this, basically, just to give you an introduction, is what happens is when you feed certain types of amino acids, acetic amino acids, to, uh, to animals or humans, certain of the nerve cells in their brain become so excited these nerve cells will die. And he named this excitotoxicity. So he was the discoverer of the process and the lead researcher from that time till present. And what he uh, discovered was that the aspartic acid in aspartame, that third component, was an excitotoxin that was just as powerful as the original excitotoxin he discovered, L-glutamic acid. So let's just have a quick review of what MSG and the excitotoxins do. Well, they are associated with neurodegenerative diseases. They're associated with neurodevelopmental abnormalities, nervous system injury. Anytime your brain's injured, it produces it. Endocrine disorders, diabetes uh, type 1 and 2, syndrome X, gross obesity, enhanced cancer growth and spread, immune dysfunction, retinal disorders, arteriosclerosis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, and other autoimmune disorders, GI disorders, and sudden cardiac death. I'd put more on there, but I didn't have room. We're developing a society because of all of these different toxins known to affect brain function. We're seeing a society that not only has a lot more people of lower IQ, but a lot fewer people of higher IQ. In other words, a dumbing down, a chemical dumbing down of society. So everyone's sort of mediocre. That leaves them dependent on government because they can't excel. We have these people of lower IQ who are totally dependent then we have this mass of people who are going to believe anything they're told because they can't really think clearly. And very few people of very high IQ who have good cognitive function who can figure this all out. And that's what they want. So, you know, you can kind of piece it together as to why they are so insistent in spending so many hundreds of millions of dollars of propaganda money to dumb down society. 
please check us out and read our reports at the HealthWise Report website. You can find us on the internet at healthwise.org. Take special note that WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We spell it W-Y-Z-E to emphasize wisdom. We are a not-for-profit organization, although we are not registered as a not-for-profit, non-profit, or any other classification with any governmental agency. Nevertheless, we are a non-profit organization, so we're always needing donors to help us to continue our work, whether it be the equipment for these radio shows, our website and network infrastructure, various fees for our movie productions, and of course, the occasional video game to help us maintain our sanity through it all. If you are someone who cannot donate, or who does not wish to, you can also support us by visiting our online store. That can also be found at healthwise.org, and again, WISE is spelt W-Y-Z-E. We have to be careful about what claims we make about our products, including claims that can be verified, because we know of at least one governmental agency that would like to shut us down. We can tell you that in our opinion, our colloidal copper lotion has qualities that cannot be found in any other lotion sold, anywhere else. So, if you have joint or skin problems of any kind, we recommend that you check out our lotion. The HealthWise Report staff also offers hosting, networking, and technical support for anyone who wants to have their own website or assistance with internet technologies. Our technical skills place us among the best of the best. Thanks for listening to this. We'll get back to the show now. Sarah? Is that U.S. mail? No, it couldn't be. I just use Febreze. Oh, Febreze. Then you're right. It it would have to be something else. Uh Uh-huh. You found out some interesting information about Febreze, didn't you, Sarah? Yeah, I was looking up the whole thing of air, quote, freshness. Uh-huh. For that freshness, right? For the freshness. Uh-huh. And uh, Febreze being one of them. And 99% of these contain dechlorobenzene. Okay. Which is a... Isn't that like an essential nutrient, like right behind vitamin D? Yes. Yes. I hear it's recommended. So it's got benzene in it. Yeah, it might as well be an essential nutrient, seeing as almost every American has it in their bloodstream. Oh, of course, of course. The American lifestyle. Yeah. Well, tell us about Febreze. Well... What is it? Dechlorobenzene is a combination of chlorine and benzene. And benzene. Uh Uh-huh. The Department of Health and Human Services and the International Agency for Research on Cancer say it's carcinogenic. Animals that were exposed to it develop liver and kidney tumors. It's an EPA-registered pesticide. And under Proposition 65, it's known to the state of California to cause cancer and reproductive birth defects. Okay. Now, Sarah... You may notice a pattern as far as drugs and addictions go. The most addictive substances, whether it be crack, Mm -hmm. cigarettes, heroin, or what have you, are the most addictive because they're smoked. Yes. The reason they're, they're addictive more addictive because they're smoked is because smoking something, or, or actually technically more accurately, inhaling something, Mm-hmm. is the fastest path to the bloodstream. And also to the brain, right? And to, and thereby to the brain, of mm-hmm. course. So anytime you're inhaling something, it's going to the bloodstream very quickly, um, just like in the case of these air fresheners. People don't realize that they're breathing in that, quote, freshness. Okay, This is one of the reasons why we have a filter for our shower. A lot of people think that they just need to get either filtered water, spring water, what have you, as opposed to tap water, and they're safe. No, they're not. That's not enough, people. If you really want to be safe from the toxins in the the tap water and from the chlorine and the fluoride, 
and everything else in there, you have to filter your shower water too because you breathe in that mist vapor. The hot steam, the vapors coming out, mm-hmm. it's very fine particle stuff. You breathe it straight into your body. Jumping off topic here a little bit, but you do need to filter your shower water too, not just yeah. your drinking water. Also, some of it absorbs to the skin as well. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, transdermally. People don't, don't think about that, but... Um, Let's, let's look at it this way. You know, when you're out doing a physical activity, outside and it's hot or whatever, heck, even when it's cold, you tend to sweat from that and you drink a lot just, just from physical activity. Have you ever noticed you can go to a pool and spend four hours swimming hard in the pool till you can hardly move and you're never thirsty? Uh-huh. That's because... You're taking in fluids transdermally. You don't have to drink them anymore. Mm-hmm. Chlorine. <laughs> Lots of chlorine. And that's one of the reasons why people feel so washed out after a day at the pool. It's not just the exertion. This stuff saps the body and really hits the immune system. And you're, you're of course, much more likely to get sick afterwards. Mm-hmm. You remember, po- swimming pools were actually banned during the polio epidemic for a while. Yeah. People could not go swimming anywhere. But anyway, let's, let's get back on topic. Let, tell us about the... Freshness, Sarah. Well, the freshness that you that you smell or don't smell, it happens because the chlorobenzene, along with their other chemicals, work to inhibit your smell receptors. They actually have a toxic effect on your mucous membranes. Yes, just so that you can't smell anything anymore. So this freshness isn't actually freshness. It's the absence of smell because you you've been... Chemically neutralized. Your ability to smell has been chemically neutralized. Well, of course. I mean, because there's no such thing as actual freshness. You can't buy a, a bottle of freshness. Freshness it's, isn't a thing. It's the absence of, of smells, right? Yeah, and that's you exactly get, what they give you in Febreze mm-hmm. or other. You know. well, it's kind of sad, you know, when, when something reeks, when you've got an odor in a, in a piece of furniture somewhere, what that means is, is well... You've got yeast like beans having them now, you know, the refried beans. <laughs> yep. You've got yeast, molds, fungus, other stuff that is grown in there. Yeah. And literally little little creatures living in there. And it's supposed to stink because this stuff is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That's your body's way of telling you, the odor, your body's way of telling you that there's something wrong here. And the solution isn't chemical warfare against the furniture and your own body. The solution is taking that piece of furniture and cleaning it. It's called hygiene, people. It's something we used to do. <laughs> You're not supposed to wallow around in that. You're not supposed to lay and, you know, uh-huh. and, and envelop yourself in textiles, furnitures, and so forth that have yeast, moles, and funguses, Bacteria, mm-hmm. you, you know, infesting them. There's a reason why this stuff stinks. It's supposed to stink. Yeah. And, um,. We really recommend you stay away from this stuff. We really don't know what the long-term consequences are. We do know what benzene does to a person. And we're not going to go there again. It's, uh-huh. or, do you want to go there again, Sarah? Oh, I think we've covered it enough times. That, oh, it's, you know. We've already mentioned like several of our shows. It's just that bad. Yeah. Um, it's a product of microwaving. Um, it can be found in certain soft drinks. It's common in pesticides. Remember sodium benzoate. Yeah. This stuff, what was that stuff called well, again? Well, this one, dechlorobenzene, is an EPA-registered pesticide. That's that's what I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is actually a registered pesticide. But it's okay for you to inhale it directly <laughs> into your bloodstream. Yeah. Because, you know, that's making people a lot of money, and, of course, that's that's spreading the uh, freshness. It helps the chemical industry twice, right? You, you buy the product, then you buy the, the 
the pharmaceutical medications. Yeah, you end up buying the medications later on to treat these mysterious disorders. These, um, in many cases, quote genetic disorders, right, Sarah? Yeah, they can't or, understand them. They're, they're genetic. Yeah, or quote autoimmune disorders that they just can't figure out what's causing them. Yeah, it, it is incredible. There's a certain irony that the gym that we go to, to mm-hmm. where we go to work out and try to get healthy, stay or stay healthy. They have these things automatically misting periodically all over the place because, you know, God forbid you actually smell the scent of sweat somewhere in a gym. Uh-huh. You know, so of course all the, the, the sweat smell has to be neutralized. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, it would be just crazy to have an actual air conditioning system that actually filtered the air and pulled some, some yep. outside air and in. And stopped stagnant air. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? I mean, you'd have to pay more money that way for electricity. So what do they have? They have the little chemical sprayers all over the place. Every once in a while going, psst, you know, yep. misting out. You, mm-hmm. you never know. It's like we're standing somewhere we hear, psst, and we have to run for it. We're like, oh, gosh, <laughs> we're about to get gassed again. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we have noticed, you know, if we if we actually get gassed by one of them, we don't really feel all that well afterwards. No. But, but of course, really everything's fresh, right? It's so fresh, yeah. <laughs> Well, we talked about beans earlier, uh-huh. and the fact they're putting yeast extract in it, mm. and beans is something that you can actually make yourself. Of course. You know, there's a lot, lot of bad foods that you can make yourself and often do a lot better job with them, and when we were looking around, one of the worst things that we found that you can put in your mouth is chewing gum. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know how many of you guys have actually looked at the ingredients on that stuff. And they claim that it, it cleans your teeth. Well, the thing is, is you need like a special lens to read the ingredients. That's true. Have you seen them? They're like microscopic. Mm-hmm. The If you were to put it in a normal font, it would be like two pages. Yeah. For chewing gum, which is supposed to be just uh, a, a rubbery compound and sugar. That's the, that's the way it used to be made. Well, yeah, it used to be made as a rubbery compound from a tree. Mm-hmm. And all na- it was, was essentially all natural, uh-huh. except for the bleaching of the sugar, perhaps. Yeah. Um, it's far. It's a far cry from it now. Oh, and, and the scam about the sugar-free. We don't want to forget that one, Sarah. This one's this one's a big one. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Tell them about the sugar-free ones. Well, they advertise sugar-free. I think they're all sugar-free now. Yeah, they, for health reasons. But they advertise sugar-free because it's better for the teeth and because sugar makes people hyper. And, and don't forget the diabetics. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're helping them. They're helping them, Sarah. Yeah, that's right. T- and in reality, when it says sugar-free, that means chemical-laced. That's what that means. It means that they've substituted it with aspartame with acesulfame potassium. Mm-hmm. And with sucralose, splendor, splendid, you know. But but that's not it. That's not all of it, though. Uh-huh. Don't forget the part that what they do to, to get it sugar-free or to where they can label it sugar-free, in most cases, they'll break the sugar down in the lab to where you've got sugar alcohols, mm-hmm. the sweet sugar alcohols that are just a component of sugar, and then they put these same components back in. Yeah. They they separate the sugar out into individual components, individual compounds, and then they put the compounds back into it. So technically, there's no, quote, sugar in it, just everything in sugar in it. Yeah. Like, um, what was it? I can't remember the name it, of that. One calls. of them, like, for instance, is called Maltitol. Maltitol, yeah. I mean, and there's, there's like four or five of these different sugar alcohols, and you guys really ought to look them up. And they do the same thing. It's, it's, it's identical to sugar, practically. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see... 
um, on some products, not chewing gum, where it'll say natural sweetener. Mm-hmm. And they're using one of these sugar alcohols, most often it's maltitol because it's cheapest for them. Mm. And yet they're using it under the guise of it being better than refined and bleached sugar. But it is sugar. It is. They're just putting the sugar back in there. They're just extracting a certain compound out of it so it's no longer identical to sugar. Yeah. It's it's just altered slightly, and then they can call it sugar-free. Yeah. which um, shows just how much they really care about the diabetics, doesn't it? It does. I mean, uh, and ch- chewing gum just has to be the worst. Let's just look at the um, number one brand. I think it's Trident. Uh, they're they're high. I'm not sure if they're number one, but they're really high. Well, they have an ingredient in them. I can't remember straight off the top of my head what it's called, but it's patented. <laughs> the patented ingredient? They have patented one of the ingredients for their gum. If it's patented, that means it's all natural, right? comes from the natural world. And that's a good point. You can't patent a natural substance. Mm-hmm. This thing is yeah. just chemical. That's why you can't get silver from the doctor. Yeah. You can't patent it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but the, the fact that chewing gums are now having patented ingredients where you can look up the chemical formulas uh-huh. at the patent office is really saying something about these. And, and they're being promoted like health products, you know, for uh-huh. sugar-free Good dental health, all this stuff you, you read on them. Mm-hmm. They add xylitol, which, is an, which really is a good natural sweetener, and is good for your teeth, but th- they add that just so that they can give, an, give another health excuse mm-hmm. to tell you to, to have this gum, which also has aspartame and everything else in it. Yeah, sometimes aspartame is listed three or four times, uh-huh. meaning it's been added three yeah. or four times again. It's like they can't get it concentrated enough. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, like MSG, is another excitotoxin. Mm-hmm. In case um, anybody's forgotten. And I just want to um, fly back to our gym again. Because <laughs> there's another irony, right. uh, irony here. And I'm sure it's in all the other gyms and all these other health places. <laughs> but they have a drink machine there. And it doesn't have Coke or Pepsi. Like, like, you know, I'm sure I know that some of them do. It has uh, flavored water. Oh, yes. For, for health reasons, you can, you can get flavored water. It's much better than a soft drink, right? That's what they think. You see, these people know. That you're supposed to drink water when you're working out, you dehydrate, mm-hmm. and you drink much higher quantities of water. And this is great because it tastes good. Mm-hmm. It's 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 got flavorlicious flavorlicious and freshness all in <laughs> one, doesn't it, Sarah? Uh huh. And if you just look at the ingredients, there's nothing there but artificial flavors and artificial sweetness. So what it is in most cases, that this healthy drink, it's tap water mm-hmm. with chemicals added. Yeah, as if you need that. So, so just imagine getting a glass of of tap water, going to your kid's chemistry set, putting a few random chemicals in, and then labeling that as a as a health drink and selling it to people at at the gyms and other places. Uh huh. How do they get away with this stuff? It's really sick that they're trying to target those that are health conscious that are trying to do the right thing. That, that's what bothers me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing for Coke and Pepsi, but everyone knows that they're not healthy. Everyone knows they make you fat, they well, make you sick. Well, interesting, if you look mm-hmm. on the back of a lot of these flavored, you know, health drinks, yeah. they're made by Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. A large portion of them. Well, they're usually worse yeah. than the actual fizzy drinks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's sad. Yeah, you might as well have, if you're going to the gym and you're going to drink that stuff, you might as well just get a Coke, folks. Yeah. You'd probably be better off. Probably. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what's bad. It's Powerade. Uh-huh. Basically, they took Gatorade 
and perverted it into some monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Have you ever looked at the ingredients on Powerade, Sarah? I have. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's made by the Coca-Cola Corporation, by the way. Uh-huh. Well, it is. all that high fructose corn syrup, I think it's good for you mm-hmm. whilst you're working out myself. Yeah. Well, most of the Gatorades are bad, too. The well, only Gatorade we'll use is the original formula in powdered form. Because it doesn't have high fructose corn syrup or any of that other junk in it. Yeah, well, it, slowly over time, the Gatorade thing has changed. Mm-hmm. The ingredients, and they're just getting worse and worse. And, and yeah. worse. And and believe me, we don't drink even original Gatorade often. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if if we need some an energy drink and we're desperate and on the road, mm-hmm. that's what we'll do. We'll turn to the original formula powdered Gatorade, make our own with them inside some spring water or something. Yeah. Compared to what else is available there, it's it's not that evil. Yeah. But when it first came out, of course, it was like, it really was all natural, I think. Yeah. You know, they they started, even the, the original now has got like colors in it now. Yeah, it has to be the... Has to be this perfect color. Has to be people. the perfect shade of greenish yellow. Yes. And by the way, the original formula, if you need to know, is the lemon lime version. Uh-huh. No affiliation with Gatorade, folks. We we're not even recommending it. Okay, <laughs> we're just saying if you're desperate, the best the best retail offering, uh-huh. unless you're going to a health food store, that's different. But if you're running around regular retailers, the yeah. original lemon lime powdered Gatorade. If you get the already made Gatorade in lemon limeade form, you're going to get stuff like high fructose corn syrup in it. Yeah. Which is, we're, we're just not even going there. Now, if you are going by a health food store, I've got something for you that I found the other day. We, we always advise you to take B vitamins and stuff. Well, the problem is, you could be getting the wrong type of B vitamin. A type that is completely uh, unusable and by the body. It can't absorb it properly. It's the chemical version, the chemical equivalent they would tell you. And there's one way to to tell if your regular multivitamin or your B vitamin complex is any good. What you need to do is you'll need to look on your label and scroll down to where it says B12. It's, it's one of two chemicals that it could be, or compounds. It will either begin with the term cyan, that is C-Y-A-N, or... Like the color? Yeah. Okay. Or methyl. Now you want the one that starts with methyl, that's the one that's already... Well, it's natural, basically. Yeah, but that m- when you think methyl, you think of petroleum products and synthetic <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And people, if we're not careful, they're going to associate it wrong in their heads because of that. Mm-hmm. Methyl. In this case, it's the opposite of what you'd expect. It's the contradiction. Yeah. Methyl is actually the naturally occurring form, right? That's correct. Okay, so remember that. Methyl. Methyl what? I think it's methylcobalamin. You're not sure, are you? I know it's... it's trying to do this off the top of your head. <laughs> it's something very similar to that. Uh-huh. But it definitely starts with methyl. And usually, they'll actually advertise that on the front a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. if you have vitamins, you get them in glass, you've got a really good possibility. And there's something else. One last thing is that when you're buying vitamins, if it says USP, mm-hmm. that means that it's a um, chemical extract or a chemical equivalent. And it, again, just like the vitamin B12, is unabsorbable by the body. M- made in the laboratory and simply... Filtered through the body to the kidneys and peed out, doing nothing, huh? Yeah, we actually wrote about this on the blog and gave a picture of the differences between two forms of vitamin C, that is the the, the USP ascorbic acid and all, all na- truly all-natural um, mm-hmm. vitamin C. And the difference is huge. The mm-hmm. USP one 
it just looks crystalline. It actually looks fairly pretty, but your body can't really do anything with it. And it really does just make expensive urine like the old thing goes. Yeah, that's the fact when, they, when the medical industry does tests on vitamins to disprove vitamins, and they go in with that attitude, that hope, uh-huh. disprove them. They always pick the synthetic ones. Yeah. That way they get the results they wanted all along. They use their vitamins to prove that ours aren't effective. Well, they don't really prove anything about ours. They don't mention ours. Uh-huh. They don't, when we say ours, we mean all natural, real vitamins. They take the synthetic ones, use those, and when they do nothing, they, they say there's the proof. Uh-huh. You know, the study showed that these vitamins did nothing but produce expensive urine. Basically, that's what we call data shopping. That's setting up a scientific study to produce the desired effects before the study, yeah. you know, is finished, you know, and we, we call that FDA science. Yes. Another thing about the gym, and there's a certain irony here, I'm just sorry, I got the gym on the mind now, Sarah, is for health reasons, to help everybody stay healthy and well, they have antibiotic or antibacterial solutions and sprayers everywhere with rags that when you're done, you're supposed to wipe everything down with this antibacterial solution. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's like spitting in the wind. The The bacteria in there that's floating around in the air and stuff doesn't care that you're wiping the equipment down <laughs> with the antibacterial solution. What the antibacterial solution does is well, it, it absorbs transdermally through the skin as you're handling and touching the equipment to actually impair your immune system, to cripple it. And we've, we've covered this topic, too, about antibacterials in the past. We've also written about it. You can check out the blog if you want to read something about it. Most of your antibacterial stuff, most of the time, will accomplish little more than hurting your own immune system, actually making you more likely to get to sick. Get sick. Yeah. And, of course, you don't know how how rotten the environment is in there because all these little things in the roof going, psst, psst, every so often. <laughs> so you'd never smell it even if it was terrible. Missed in the Febreze because all you smell is the freshness. That's right, the freshness. <laughs> I did want to mention something um, oh, okay. about SSRIs, which are an antidepressant that's commonly prescribed. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a family. It's a class, yeah. yeah. Selective serotonin... Reuptake inhibitors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really think about this until I did some research on serotonin. Um, this in, SSRIs, by the name, inhibit the serotonin by the body absorption of it. And the use of it, well, 80% of serotonin is used to aid digestion of foods. You mean it's not all in the brain? No. is used for the foods. Mm -hmm. Now, that means that when you're getting rid of the serotonin of which is used for the digestion of foods, you're going to have people who are suffering from malnutrition. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't think has actually been considered at all. What's not being considered at all is the effect of the body on the mind or on the brain. The effect of nutrition as, as a general rule may be causing these things. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you take, let's just say you've, you're either toxic or deficient, usually both, certain things, and the person starts having emotional or mental problems in addition to their physical problems. Mm-hmm. In fact, the mental stuff may come up first. Well, what do they do? Instead of fixing it, they treat the symptoms, as, as always, just like the AMA would do. Yeah. The Psychiatric Association treats the symptoms now, nowadays. So they give you a pharmaceutical, like an SSRI. Well, isn't that just snowballing things? By treating the symptom, causing even more 
Health Nutrition problems. problems? Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it's doing. Yeah. I mean, and these are being prescribed for all sorts of stuff now. It's not just being prescribed for extreme depression. It's being prescribed for such things as premature ejaculation. And well, they're giving it out like candy now. Yes, they are. This, this stuff is so bad. We've written about it before. The SSRIs, people don't know this, but they cause psychotic episodes. Yeah. Deadly psychotic episodes. Everybody, it's, it's like a, a running joke now about Prozac. You know, you hear somebody, you know, taking out the mall with their high-powered rifle, and people make jokes, you know, either he's gone postal, or he was on Prozac. Well, Prozac is just one member of this family, and it, it's probably not the worst one. No. I mean, if you just go to thesaveproject.com, you can just see just some of those, especially the, the kids that have just gone psychotic on these drugs. Many they kill them, people. Yeah. And many of these cases were, were just yeah. dropped because of that, quote, involuntary intoxication yeah. on Paxlin, on Prozac, on mm-hmm. Elville. Yeah, we're good friends with Kurt Danish. He's somebody you people might want to look up. He's a good friend of ours who basically went crazy on Prozac, yes, killed, killed his own father, and basically just sort of woke up, snapped out of it with with the gun there and blood all over himself. He, he, yeah. Imagine yourself in that situation. Yeah, he was like... 18 years old, he'd been on the, he'd been on Prozac for 17 days. Mm-hmm. And, and imagine, snap. imagine snapping out of a trance and seeing your father lay before you with his head blown off and a gun in your hand. Yeah. It's, it's not the sort of thing you, well, it's, it's, I don't even, I can't even hardly imagine it, people. Yeah. If it was just Kurt, we would say, you know, maybe it was just Kurt. Uh-huh. But, but it wasn't just Kurt. This is, this has happened all over the country. Yeah, there was Chris Pittman. He was 12 years old. He shot both his grandparents and burned the house down. Yeah, pretty much any of these cases in which kids do monstrous acts, major shootings, mm-hmm. in every case, you could trace it back to an SSRI drug. Mm-hmm. You, this doesn't happen otherwise. Oh, I mean, it's the same way with, with Columbine. Columbine, yes. Yes, we have one kid verified, and the other kid's records were sealed. Actually, one of the records has now been... Um, it's been discovered that the psychiatrist who was treating him took the records home, and the records are now missing. They've vanished. Yeah, that was an update that happened just last week, I believe. In other words, the psychiatrist was giving him something off-label. Yeah. And if he ever got caught, if it got verified he was giving him something off-label that's not approved, mm-hmm. then he would be liable. Yeah. That's why those records disappeared. Yeah. I'm surprised the family doesn't go after him. Wouldn't you? If your son was on something and did this? Absolutely. I'd yeah. go after that doctor. I mean, I'd be like a freaking mad dog after him. Uh-huh. And, and if I couldn't win it, well, I'm not going there. Let's just say if I couldn't win in court, there'd be some payback one way or another. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you liked the show, and we both hope that you did, you can find more shows on our audio archive. You can visit our website. It's healthwise.org. Remember that wise is spelt W-Y-Z-E, which is to put emphasis on the wisdom. So again, that's health, W-Y-Z-E, dot org. On our top menu, there's a link to the audio archive, and there you'll find all of our shows that you can listen to from start to finish. We have a lot of them. You can also visit our online store or donate. We certainly appreciate it whenever you can. And there are ways that you can support us without giving us any money. You can tell your friends and family about us. We don't have a marketing staff. We really do rely on you to spread the word. You can list us in your email signature so that there's a link to us on every email that you send. 
You can link to us on your website or your blog. You can sign up to our mailing list and you can start discussions there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of different ways that you can help out. We send out an email whenever we put out an article or we publish a new show. So if you want to be updated, that's a good way to get updated. Also, if anybody needs us, if you need to speak to us about any health issue or anything else, you can always go to the Contact Us page on our website and you can send us an email or you can call us. We do actually answer the phone. People are really shocked when they find out that we do, but we are actually here. We're human. Well, I guess that's about it, Thomas. Toodaloo. Bye.